The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Phoenix so living like it matters. I apologize, uh, you know, starting a little late there, but uh, had to handle my business, if you will. Uh, so I had to take care of a couple things. Uh, also, uh, let me just go right, jump right into it and tell you what matters to me. What matters to me is that the NFC <laughs> and those Washington Redskins, of course, you know, proud to be uh, at least in um, the runnings for what could possibly be the division uh, champions is somewhat relevant. You know, it's been a while since the NFC has really been relevant, a long while, uh, whereas back in the day, I, I certainly remember that uh, uh, they were always contenders and not pretenders. Uh, but um, that kind of matters to me. After all, you know, I could be selfish. You heard a disclaimer earlier uh, as the show was starting that this is the view of, of, of the broadcast host and not necessarily the, the station and, and the network because the network, of course, is, is following the Arizona Cardinals and, and boy, did they look good. So, uh, but let me just talk a little bit about the NFC East in particular. Yeah, you know, I want to talk about what uh, a couple of things they were talking about on the big boy show this morning. And, of course, the, probably the largest uh, media outlet and platform of the world, New York City. And, of course, those uh, New York Giants and New York Jets. Obviously, the Jets took it on the chin. And uh, the Giants, of course, uh, they, got, they got it done. And O.J., uh, you know, Beckham had a, uh, a, 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 you know, Beckham had a, a, an exceptional day. It wasn't just an okay day. It was an exceptional day. Very seldom wide receivers are in a professional football game actually, you know, doing, you know, his thing or their thing like he did his thing, <laughs> you know, 200-plus yards. Uh, you know, you got to give your brother credit for that one. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the antics that's, that's, that goes along with him. And I think, you know, wow, is it a distraction to the team? Is it okay for celebration? You know, the National Football League is forever evolving in terms of it, it's a football game. Nothing has changed from from basically the rules of football. They change them every now and then. I have to say that. Of course, they change them from what I played. Uh, but it's certainly one of these things where they're trying to evolve. It's entertainment. And at the same time that uh, they want to provide entertainment, sometimes they get in the way. They get in their own way, you know. Now I hear this thing where Odell Beckham, the problem with him is that it's all about him and not his teammates. The celebrations, you know, are about him and not, you know, drawing all the attention to him. Well, you got to remember, there's a couple people around who've been around football for a long time. There used to be such a thing as the fun bunch. Anybody remember them? Yeah, they were part of that crew out there in Washington, D.C. that won a Super Bowl. And what did the receivers do when they make a touchdown? They get together. And together they would celebrate. Well, what has the National Football League done now? The National Football League says that your teammates can't participate in your touchdown celebration. So it is all about the individual. But when the individual takes it to the sideline to extend his celebration, to propose <laughs> to, you know, the kicking net, you know, that may be taking it a little bit too far. And, and, and normally I think what the National Football League is looking for in terms of the entertainment, I guess it could already be somewhat rehearsed. But at the same time, I think what the National Football League is looking for a natural reaction. 
you know, sometimes people that you have this natural reaction. You know, it's not about me, but I, I I've never been so embarrassed in my life when I was a freshman at the Ohio State University. Shout out to the Buckeyes. One of my uh, fellow former co-workers here too just wanted to talk to me about the Buckeyes. Can't do it right now, but we will. But certainly, uh, I recovered a fumble on the kickoff because I was on special teams. Ran into the end zone, and I mean, I literally in the shoe lost my mind. Natural reaction. I was just as happy as could be. Could not believe that I'd scored a touchdown in the shoe as a freshman. Well, it was a muff, and it couldn't be advanced. So it really didn't count as a touchdown. But that was a natural reaction. And I think what the NFL, and I think some fans out there, again, you know, if, if it's too much, maybe you're too old. They used to say if it's too loud, you're too old. Now if it's too much, maybe you're too old. Because with the people today, they like a little extra. Some of them do. The old season ticket holders that's been passing the tickets down, you know, maybe you're a senior person now who has the tickets, and you remember back in the day when a guy used to t- score a touchdown and hand the ball to a referee. Those days may be over with. Some people may, may still continue to do that. But the celebration on the field, you know, I just, I, I like, what the Fun Bunch did, that was great. Sometimes I was, mm, not too many times, I got to be honest, I don't even know if I really was. But let me just, you know, don't want to toot my own horn, so maybe I was a part of a celebration. Uh, but they did it. It was cool. I remember back in the day, yeah, be, I, what I dare say this, the Cowboys. I remember when Butch Johnson would shoot you with his guns. I mean, he, he wore, you know, he had one on one hip, one on the other hip. He scored a touchdown. He pulling them both on you. Don't get shot. That's what Herman used to tell us. Coach Edwards, yeah, shout out to Herman Edwards. Um, don't get shot. <laughs> but, but Butch is hot today. Don't get shot. He only shoot you. If he score on you, if he, if he score on you, you, you're getting shot. I thought that was taunting back in the day, but they, they, didn't, they didn't call it that. So, so, so what happens now, fast forward to today, and the National Football League is really getting in their own way, as I said earlier, because they also are concerned about the fact that their own teams, how dare them take highlights of their players scoring touchdowns, put them on their site prior to them being able to be circulated amongst the sites that they've cut deals with. So now they're getting in their own way. They're fining them $25,000, maybe $50,000, maybe it's $100,000 as much for such a, uh, an act of putting a highlight of a, of a team member or highlights from a, a game, the streaming, maybe streaming live, maybe it was on TV, but you put those highlights on your website prior to the release by the headquarters in their media division, it's going to cost you. And what, and what is it all? It's about. It's for the enjoyment of the fans. You want the fans to come to your website, see the celebrations, see the touchdowns that your players made. That's what you want to do. It's a game. Your your guy is scoring touchdowns. Now we never have problems when our guy is scoring touchdowns. When the other guy is scoring touchdowns, and he's you know. He's dancing on our fellas. We don't, we don't really like that kind of stuff. But if it's our team, it's okay. And I guess, I guess that's just human nature. But the question is, is it too much? Should they put a stop to it? 888-346-9144 if you want to call in. Uh, you can call in and we, we can talk about it a little bit. I really don't think. Now, what I really want to talk about is the Giants as a football team. I'm happy to see that Eli, I happen to be one of those people that I think Eli is a talented quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure. I think his arm maybe is better than Peyton's. I think Peyton is able to, when you're on the field and you got a team of which is looking to a leader, a very, very strong leader, I think I might take Peyton before I take Eli. But at the same time, I'd flip the coin. Because I wouldn't care which one of them. They both got two Super Bowl wins. Uh, I think Eli uh, Payton this has been more consistent. Payton didn't throw all the interceptions that Eli has been throwing and throws. Is it because Eli, you know, takes more risk? I don't think so. I think Eli's under duress a lot more than Payton was. Payton gets rid of the ball 
a lot faster than Eli does. Eli goes his second, third, fourth reads, you know, and a lot of times it's not always because the guys are covered. I think it's his style of just going through the progressions. First guy could be open, but I think a lot of people out there who watch these games don't understand that your first read you may look at, it may be, but that just, that's, just, that's just a ploy to make you think they're going that way. That guy may have been open. But no, you're supposed to look there, look at the second one, and then go to your third and throw it to your third. Or look to the first and go to your second. If that first guy's open, well, he could, but they don't always do that. Sometimes they want to come back to that. They see what's on. Hey, they, they'll go to the sideline. Hey, 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 I saw you. You were open. You were, don't worry. We'll come back to you. But I, I saw you. I saw you. You were open. So it looks like Eli and, okay, Brother Beckham got it together. And they're getting it together at a time where I think it's right. What, we're in seventh week of the season? It's okay. They're right there in the hunt. The Washington Redskins, right there. <laughs> now, the Redskins in the hunt of things. And I think it was, I saw some of the things that they were talking about on the Big Boy Show this morning. Uh, you know, a need to recognize that we are, the Washington Redskins are the champions of, of this division of the NFC East. But it's not about the NFC East. It's about the NFC is what it's all about, not just the East. You got to win the East or you got to be a wild card to, to get into the hunt, get an invitation to the dance uh, so you can make it to the, you know, to the party. But at the same time, come on, guys, it's OK to play with a chip on your shoulder. But there's a time when you reveal that chip. But you don't acknowledge that chip this early in, in the game, really? You know, because you got a guy up the, up the street from you, uh, you know, take 95 up the road and a guy going up there, a, a, a rookie quarterback, you know, getting a little bit of PR. So what? You know, you, you, you got your chance. You did your thing. But it's, it's way, way, way too early. And after all, you, you need to be introduced uh, to a man who likes to eat a lot. Uh, you, and you will be introduced to that young man pretty soon because I I happen to think that, and it's not, I got to be honest, as, as a football fan, there were times where if you really wanted to recognize talent, you had to acknowledge that there was some talent down there in that state called Texas. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys did have a very strong Football team, and and part of it had to do with the the massive uh, the offensive line. Shout out to the offensive line men. I'm about to go back to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, at the end of the month. Uh, I said that very quietly uh, to celebrate uh, the 1986 football team. Yeah, they got to go back. Shout out to the Indians, the Cleveland Indians. Woo, one more game and we there. But uh, you know they're going to be celebrating that 1986 team. Hasn't had a team like that since then. Uh, we didn't get the job done. So, okay, you can celebrate us, but again, that may be a little premature, but it's, it's maybe inspiration to try to get the team, some team in Cleveland on the football field to try to do something at some point in time uh, here in the next few years. It's, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but, but certainly, let me get back to those Dallas Cowboys. They had an offensive line for Emmitt Smith, Tony Dorsett when they won it, you know, offensive line. I, listen, we, we love this game of football. The way the game of football is today it's all about passing, but you have to understand it may look to you like it's all about passing, but the game of football today, you still, like you had to do back in the day, you have to be able to control the clock. You have to run the football. If you can't run the football and all you can do is pass the football, remember now, a pass play probably only lasts a couple seconds. You know, if you hit a, you know, a 50-yard pass, that took you all of, what, five seconds, ten seconds off the clock? That means you turn around and give the ball right back to the other team. Passing will help you put points on the board, but a running game will help you win the game. The passing game is going to help you put It's going to help you score. But the running game is how you're going to win the game because you have to be able to control the clock. You can't score and turn around and keep giving the ball back to the other team, giving them another chance to score. Because as long as there's time on the clock, there's a chance that they could win. That's how come a lot of these games go down to the wire. 
Shout out to the Houston Texans. Boy, they, that was a great game the other day. Um, you know, teams just don't give up. If they've got a running game, then they have the ability to, once they get a lead, then they can run the clock, they can maintain the ball, and beat you down. Obviously, you know, I, don't, I never understood this. I don't know why. When one team has the ball, that you can call it adrenaline or whatever you want to call it. The other team, they should be pumped up and understanding that we've got to stop these guys. I don't understand how one team gets the momentum and, and it just, you know, just takes the heart from another team. I've never understood that. You should be just as motivated as they are to stop them as they are to move the ball on you. It doesn't always happen like that. But I, I think looking down there in Dallas, Texas, the Cowboys got a good football team. I'm not going to say they're a great football team yet. I'm going to say they're a good football team. And I want to tell you one other thing. One thing that's good about a football team is they have a lot of young guys because they, they play with passion. They play with emotion. A lot of young guys, too, can be influenced by coaches and by veterans. Once you become a veteran and, and you're, you're a true professional, you kind of take charge of your, of your own preparation. And, and you, there's a little bit more leeway. You know, we, they, you always want, they teach you how to be a pro. But once you become a pro also, you, 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 there's some things where you may be a little bit resistant at. You, you may not run through a wall for the coach like you would when you're a rookie. You, you may run up to the wall and climb over the wall. You still got to get over the wall or through the wall. When you're a rookie, you're going to run through the wall. When you're a veteran, you're going to run up to the wall, jump up on a climb over it, jump down, and go on your merry way. So you're just going to, same goal, you're just going to do things a little bit differently. But when you're a rookie, you've got all that energy, and your body's a lot more healthy. You, don't, you really don't care. You're really gung-ho. The only thing they got to do is educate you. You got to learn that playbook, and you got to understand the fact that Listen, there, there's some rules and regulations here. You, you, you got to, you know, get you some rest. <laughs> you need to come in in the morning. You don't need to smell like, uh, you know, Crown Royal when you come in in the morning, you know, and, and you got to come in here and pay attention. And you got to know, you got to learn this playbook because all that energy that you have, all the enthusiasm you have for the game well, we can take that, and, and what we can do, we can package that. See, that's the problem with Odell Beckham is Odell's still on that, you know, that energy juice, so to speak. But, you know, he, he's, drinking, he's drinking gallons of it. Slow down. Every, everything has to be done in such a way that it doesn't hurt the team. And the Dallas Cowboys right now, they got some young guys. Of course, we know Zeke in the backfield. They got Dak, you know, quarterback, you know, and they got some problems. Why? You know why. They got a guy down there named Jerry Jones. Got a guy down there named Tony Romo. They got a guy down there named Daz Bryant. They got a couple established leaders of that team, obviously in ownership, but also on the field of play. Well, right now they're in the, they in the tub. But it's time for them to make an impact. Tony Roman wants to come back and claim his team. Des Bryant wants to come back and he wants him, he wants the ball. But right now, everything is hey, Dak and, and Zeke, they got things going real good right now. Do you want to change that? Who, who wants to change that? I'm not sure. But right now they, they look real strong. And the NFC, I mean, really, if you look across the board at the NFC. You got you to gotta think about, of course, we got the Minnesota Vikings up there undefeated, but we, we really got to look and see, hmm, you know, these Arizona Cardinals out here, too, they're tricky, real tricky. Seahawks, Seahawks, we can't never give up on them, real tricky as well. But the Dallas Cowboys, they may, may look as impressive as anybody else out there. Some of the other guys look good as well. You know, they, the Minnesota Vikings, we're not, we're not sure about that. You know, even Tony Romo's out for the Cowboys. Minnesota, they, you know, they, they, they play with new quarterback. They play with new running backs. And sometimes it just happens. In football, 
what happens is a year is like five, and I've told you people this before. And so last year's players, you know, they get hurt. Those injuries, they take time to heal. And you want to give them time as well. I'll tell you what we're going to do. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to take a break. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, I got a couple things screwed up here, but uh, just bear with me. I've actually... uh, just got back from the weekend. I, you know, I gotta say this every now and then. You know, we we have to do this. We have children. We gotta we gotta brag about our children. I, I just came back from a beautiful uh, weekend uh, down there in the L.A. area, uh, visiting my daughter uh, on the college campus and uh, doing a great job her senior year. And it was our parent weekend and had a great time and uh, uh, some great food down there on the on the water on the beaches of, of L.A. When you get down there, make sure you stop in a couple of them and enjoy it. Uh, but anyway, so let me uh, let me get caught up and uh, tell you about a couple other things I want to talk about. And and I, I'm going back and forth, if you will, about about some okay about a couple things of which uh, have been of interest to me. And I always like to share with you, like this is Ray Ellis Sports, so it's from my perspective. So I'm gonna tell you what's what's relevant in terms of my view of what's happening in sports. And as I watch these games, and and who I think potentially uh, has what it takes to win and and to move on to to that next level. And I just got finished telling you a little bit about the Minnesota Vikings. You know, talking to you a little bit about the uh, you know the Dallas Cowboys. You know, and uh, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> By the way, on the, on the big boy show, they they thought that uh, uh, you know, as a, you guys saw the way that uh, uh, game ended up uh, with the Seahawks and, and Atlanta, and, and there was a little piece on the, on television where the little girl thought that uh, Richard Sherman uh, interfered. Uh, and of course, you know, hey, Julio, what, what, what can you, it happens. Football is not going to be perfect. But but I'm going to step away from football a little bit to talk about some perfection because baseball's. Listen, all sports is the same way. I told you early on where what they were trying to do with football is it's entertainment. And they want you to enjoy it, but also they want the game to be regulated to the best of their ability so that somebody's not getting away with something that's illegal. It kind of makes me think of, you know, listening to, to, to a, a real, real, real big boy show. Uh, and Brian Gumble. Brian does not like the fact that they are considering – um, implementing into baseball some years down the road technology that, that, that actually calls the balls and strikes or certainly reveals what's the ball and what's the strike based upon what the strike zone is. And, and, and they use that technology. They show it to us now. They don't use it. The only thing they do to use it is they, well, according to some of the umpires, what they do is they, they it's a tool of which they want you to take a look at. They want you to basically evaluate your, your, your own um, you know what you did 
your work. Evaluate your own work based upon this tool. This is what you called a strike. This is what it was. It was a ball. You called it a strike. It was a strike. You called it a ball. Or maybe you called it right on the money. But just like we have instant replay in baseball, now we have instant replay in, in, in football. Uh, you know, the, the NBA, they, they go to the camera, to the sidelines. They look at review. They, they, they rerun it. Everything is evolving. So it's, it's going to change. It's go- we want to have the human element. But here's the thing about it. Technology, I remember my early days where, you know, work with a cocker shout it out at Oracle. And, and we do demonstrations. Our family, we had a family business and we worked with Oracle. And, and I remember early on around the Y2K time when everything was about to, you know, change. You know, you do these presentations and sometimes the system of connection would fail. So you would lose your connection for your presentation. And, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, so what happens if it's a baseball game and you're relying on your technology and your technology fails you? So the umpire, regardless of if he's waiting, the umpire can't wait. This is one flaw from my own perspective is if they rely on the technology. And, you know, sometimes, you know, technology, you've watched TV. Those of you who are older than, let's say, 35 or 40, there's been a time when there's technical difficulty on TV and it it used to go black sometimes. Oh, the screen would go black. Oh, then they come back, the picture come back. Well, the baseball umpires are going to always have to, at least in their mind, Call a ball or a strike because if something happens with the technology, then what are you going to do? You you got to make a call. Hey, the guy didn't give you a call. Well, his, his something went blank. Well, you got to call it. Then you'll find out later if you would have called the same thing he would have called if they can you know retrieve that. But the fact of the matter is, football pass interference it's so hard to call. So when you slow it down, you can see yes he grabbed the man's arm. Pass interference. Do we want to go that far? I I really don't. I really don't know. But for baseball balls and strikes, I believe we want to go with that. Pass interference, and remember now, I'm I'm a defensive back. Pass interference, I don't, I really don't know. I, I, it's a toss up, you know. Let them play. Sometimes the DBs, you know, the game is so hard on us anyway. You know, just again, another big boy show. What's the toughest position to play? I will tell you this. In terms of your heart. There ain't no doubt in my mind. The toughest position to play in terms of your heart, there are two. Running back and wide receiver. There's no doubt in my mind. Running back and wide receiver. Now, why do I say running backs and wide receiver as probably the toughest positions to play? You know, I may change my mind by the end of this comment I make here. Because you got to have an awful lot of damn courage, too, to be a kick returner and a punt returner. Oh, my God, you got to have a lot of courage. And I tried that a couple of times. But anyway, running back? Why running back? Running back is because running back is the only position on that football field that when you have the ball, all the other 11 men are coming at your ass. Ooh, did it come out? Yeah, we're on the end of that. They're coming at your ass. Running back. Can you imagine that? Every dude on the team, from the from the littlest dude to the biggest dude on the defense, is all they're all coming for you. You got the ball. All eleven of their job. When a quarterback, when they hike the ball to the quarterback, he he drops back the pass. There are at least four guys that are well. Every now and then there's a blitz, but generally speaking, there's at least four guys. So that means you know there's seven guys that are coming at him. But then there's people that are blocking him. To stop, to block them and preventing them from maybe getting to you, although they don't always block, get them lookout blocks every now and then. But a running back, all the 11 guys, go get him. You see them hand the ball to him? Okay, once he's got that ball, you know it's a run now. Not all 11 are coming at you. That's it. Step on the kickoff team and the punt team. Well, the punter, very few times is the punter coming after you, so it might be 10 on the kickoff. Very few times of the kicker really trying to get to you. So it might be 10 guys that are really coming at you. But on defense, when you're the running back, all 11 are coming at you. Now, here's the thing about it. Depending upon where you at on that field, too, that collision, ooh, it could be really, really tough, really, really hard. Ooh. But now think about this. On the other hand, you're a wide receiver. And... Again, this is, this is how the NFL gets in their way. Because if you recall, there used to be a time 
where you would wake up on Saturday mornings just, just so you could see, you know, some of the best hits in the NFL. Tom Jackson, shout out, Tom, hope you're enjoying yourself in Cle- wherever you're at in Cleveland, wherever, man. You know, you did a great job for us. Can't believe I'm getting your shout out even though you played for Denver, but you're a homeboy from Cleveland, so uh, you served us well, man. Really appreciate the work you, you gave to, to the sport. Uh, jacked up. Tom, we used to talk about he got jacked up. That's how you used to get paid in national football. That's how I got paid. I would tell them, listen, people want to see that. So when you talk about a receiver, that a quarterback goes back, and it used to be the number one route. They used to call it a dig or a six. It used to be the number one route. They would send a receiver over the middle. The best way to describe it for anybody out there who may be somewhat of a layman, it's like an L. You go straight, and you make a left, or you go straight, and you make a right at a 90-degree angle. They call that a dig or they call that a six. Sometimes you come off the ball inside a little bit, you know, straightening back up, making you think you're going deep, and then you turn in. You got the toughest football players that play the game right there. The linebackers and the safeties who get paid to hit. And the quarterback is throwing that ball across the middle to you. And you have to keep your eyes Not on the man, but on the ball. And catch it. And back in the day, it wasn't about falling. A lot of guys fall down nowadays. But, no, you didn't fall down. You caught it. And you tried to keep running. And if you go back and you look at some of the highlights, the young fellas playing ball today, man, God bless y'all. Y'all been been truly blessed. Because they took it away. You, You can't hit like you used to be able to hit. So to talk about, you know, the hardest position to play, the receiver may not, you don't, you have to have the heart because of somebody who might be like me, who might ask the coach, coach, can I, can I take just one penalty? And the coach might allow you that. That penalty might cost you $25,000. Today, $25,000 is what to us back in our day was maybe $1,000. But that $25,000 you might take, that could, that could mean a difference in a, a win and a loss. But that person who is guarding them, now I'm going to go to the other side. The, the person who is guarding in terms of the ability, I still got to go with, maybe I'm a little bit, I don't know, biased. But I would say this. If you understood the basic fundamentals of playing defensive back, you actually have to run backwards at the same speed that somebody who's a world-class sprinter is running forward. And you have to have hips. You got to have the ability to turn and flip your hips and then turn and run full speed the other way. It is not as easy as it sounds. And I, you know, I, I just don't think that the, the average person when they're watching football, that they watch a person playing corner in particular, and some and safeties too, that they are actually back, they're running backwards. They are actually backpedaling. I would love for you people just to, just to try it sometimes. Try to run backwards and then turn and run as fast as you can, you know, the way you're running backwards. Just try that sometime. And then just imagine somebody running full speed at you. Now, talked about backpelling now just think about you're that person who has to come up and make a tackle and you got a running back running at you full speed he's got two options he got a lot of options let me take that back <laughs> but he could either try to get away from you or he could try to run over you that's there's a couple things those are two things that the running back's thinking about either i'm gonna try to get around them or i'm just gonna send a message majority of the time they're trying to get around you but every now and then they're gonna send a message takes a lot of heart to take that message from that running back. You just got to you got to do the best you can to protect yourself. So so I'm kind of getting I kind of got away from, you know, where I wanted to go with this whole thing. And, and it's about, you know, looking at the game and how challenging it is for those who are calling the game to not take the enjoyment out of the game. And at the same time, those who are playing the game, not let them get away with too much 
And so technology is helping the game evolve and it's changing the game and it's better. And I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, well, if it's, is it better than games before? Games before were always good. Football's just been a great sport. Baseball, even now, we were talking about baseball too. You know, when it gets, for some reason or another, anybody out there who disagree with me, I dare you. I dare you to disagree with me. Baseball players don't give you the same effort during the regular season as they do during the playoffs. I'm sorry. They do not do it. They do not. Just look at every ball that's hit from the plate. Everybody who hits a ball from the plate sprints like his life is on the line trying to go to first base because he just he just never knows you you, now everything is on the line. Look at how an off fielder goes and pursues a ball. Everything they, they, they pick up the pace of which they play this game like 10 times. They don't play the full speed during the regular season. That game looks so much faster. And I'm happy that the Indians are playing so much faster. So much faster. They take, they're much more aggressive when it comes to base running. So, so much more aggressive when it, when, when it comes to anything that they're doing in the game of baseball. They're, they're, they're taking chances. Let's go for it. Let's, let's, let's do it. We're not going to be concerned. We ain't going to sit back and wait. We got to be aggressive. We get a man on base, he's going. You know, take an extra base, go take it. Coaches don't care. You're trying to win. They know you're trying to win. You ain't trying to pile up your stats. You're trying to win. But, 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 but let me get back to that again. So, as again, as I was saying, everything is to make the game better. Brian Gumbel, I understand you don't like that. But, Brian, let me also throw this out there. And I, I, because I, Brian Gumbel does none better. That's that's all I, the only reason why I want to try to address what he was saying is the integrity of the game is being taken away when you no longer let the umpires make the call. But really, the only thing they're trying to do, Brian, is improve the game. And, and there have always been ways where things have affected the game that wasn't in the hands of the people that are actually on the field determining if that was a good play or a bad play, if the ball was in or out or whatever. See, it may be a stretch, but let, let's talk about guys off the field betting on the games. That has something to do with it. It, it had nothing to do with the game, but somebody made a call that, because they got some information and they read some information and they looked at some information. And so they, it affected the players. Players can't play. Let's look at steroids. That's something that, again, you did, that didn't happen on the field. Nobody had made that call on the field. But you got guys that were on steroids, so now they, they can't play. So since they, they can't play, then it's, it's affecting the game. And so there's always things that, that – that are taken out of the hands of those who are on the field playing the game and making the calls that still have an effect on the game. Now, I know that's kind of hard, but, but that's the reality of it. And so the fact that you add technology, that technology is not on the field, but it's looking at what's happening on the field, and then somebody's making a call that affects what happens on the kind of the same thing. And, and that's all these things. All these different things contribute to what actually happens on the field. And as a result, the score may be one thing and one team may win. And if you take those other things away from the game that really didn't happen on the field but affected what happened on the field, the score might be different. But that's not going <laughs> to happen. Technology is going to be more part of the game. The umpire is still going to have to make a call in his mind, maybe verbalize it. He may get it from someplace else, but he also has to watch. He can't just stand behind the plate and, I'm not going to let the guy make the calls. No, something may happen, so you got to watch. And instant replay is going to continue to make its way into football a little bit more, and, 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 and the game is not going to suffer. People are not going to get hit anymore. Those things are for sure. So that, that's one thing that not coming back or, you know, uh, it's a part of the game that I really think people miss that. But it's, it's the safety of the players that we're concerned about. So, so there's a couple other things I want to talk about, too. And uh, I think I got one minute break. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, I've always told you guys, listen, athletes, it's your job. 
You're a celebrity. You're a role model. You got to answer questions. Tom Brady, you can't just walk away and drop the mic, man, and not. No. You got a responsibility. You are, you are, you are a private citizen? Yeah, all that. But you're a role model. And they want to know what role you got in, you know, when you listen to Donald. You going to check him, man? Say, oh, Donald, man, I got a wife and daughter, man. Don't go like that. You listen to Ray the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I'm just going to say this, not going to spend a whole lot of time on politics, but I'm going to say this. I, I, I've said this on my show many times. The problem with people making a statement about athletes being role models is, well, what's the role and what's the model? You know, you got to tell us what you want us to, you know, participate in, what you want us to have opinion in, what you don't, based upon your opinion. But listen, no, we, 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 we got these stages, we got these platforms, we got to answer these questions. I've, I've had people many times ask me, well, how come nobody didn't say anything about this? Because you have to understand, unless you have your own show. Thank you, Boys America Sports. Jeff Spinard, good looking out, my man. If you don't have your own show, you're answering questions. You're not running the interview. You can, you can maybe... At one point in time, say, i like to say something to you guys. Can you guys, uh, hold on, man, i like to make a statement. Can you please get your pen and paper together, get your recorders, get your phones? But most of the time, you're answering questions. The fact of the matter is, and again, you got to remember this now. Remember a uh, young brother by the name of Marshawn Lynch uh, who decided he didn't want to answer any questions? Didn't he get fined? Okay, so I don't care what the questions are. You know, I guess there's a period of time where after you're there for so long, you can walk away, you can leave. But, Tom, no, can't do it. Can't do it. You getting, everybody else is getting asked questions, uncomfortable questions. You, you got to answer them, too. You're not above and, you know, that really sometimes that's when people, when you get problems amongst teammates, is when one guy thinks he's better than the other guy, like, oh, I don't have to answer that. Why, why do I have to, you know? Well, everybody else has to answer. Who are you? You got to answer, too. You ain't bigger than the game. And by the way, those people who think that players are bigger than the games, because I think they said something about Odell Beckham and all that, got the team, you know, by the, you know, going, no. No player is bigger than the game. All you got to do is think about some of the greatest players that ever played the game. Guess where they're at? They're in football heaven. They're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They don't play anymore. <laughs> the, the greatest football players that ever played football don't play anymore. Have you ever thought about that? They in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They're retired. They're done. These guys that are playing now have a chance to become some of the greatest players that ever played the game. But the greatest players that ever played the game, they're done. They, they watch games. They go, they, you know, they chill a little bit. So let me just, Tom, may answer the questions, Okay. 
You plus not only that, you you got you got a family, you got kids. Let them know. You could you could just just tell them, man. I don't believe in everything that he says, but on that one, okay. If you want to vote for him, you could do that. But go ahead and stand up and be a man. Say, hey, you know, it's like everybody else. I'm friends. I don't agree with everything my friends say. That I don't agree with. But do something, Tom. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't 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 do your boys like that. Okay, let me let me. I man, I got another thing I gotta say. <laughs> I, I just for those of you out there who again know me, got a little homer in me. The Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> I don't care how you win. When it's all said and done, you win. You play to win the game. Shout out to Herman Edwards again. It's all about winning. For some reason, I'm getting this, you know, I, I'm looking at it and it's like a dream. Is that a, is that a, is that a real dream? Is it really going to happen again? Is there going to be a rematch between the Ohio State Buckeyes and Alabama again? Wow. Is that possible? Do you really think that could happen again? Well, we'll find out because it, it looks like they're headed in that direction. And everybody's talking about this may be Nick Saban's greatest team. They said that the team he took down there in Texas to play against the Ohio State University. They said that. That was, you know, probably one of his best teams. So we'll see. I'm just letting you know right now where I stand. Ain't nothing's changed. OH. I mean, somebody holler back at me. They know. But let me move on because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little caught up there. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals. And the reason why I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals is because I'm here in, in, in Phoenix. And I really, really, I, I've always liked the Arizona Cardinals defense. And again, I'm going to say it again. I like the Arizona Cardinals defense. First of all, you, you can't win a Super Bowl you got to have some talented people in your secondary. They've got good talent in their secondary. They've got, they've got some speed in the wide receiver. Even their old man has still got some speed, some maneuverability. Got the great, best hands in the NFL. Some of the greatest players in the National Football League who are old, duh, are playing. Larry Fitzgerald, no doubt, first battle Hall of Famer. They're going to write his name on there, and they're going to hand it to the people, and they're going to say, we don't even need to vote. Hall of Famer. Larry Fitzgerald's contributing to this team. You know, didn't have an outstanding, fantastic night. Certainly not like Beckham had. But the Arizona Cardinals got a running game. The Arizona Cardinals got a defense. And some of you may not like him, but Carson Palmer is a good quarterback. A, a, a damn good quarterback. I would say that Carson Palmer, as a quarterback, is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning was Last year, uh, his, his physical ability, Peyton had some, his, he had some limitations in his ability. Now, mentally, Peyton had no problems whatsoever. Carson may not be, as when it comes to his football IQ, at the level that Peyton was last year. He may never get, he may never reach that. I, I, doubt, I doubt he will. I doubt he, I'm going to just be honest with you, no. That, the, the, his way is light speed ahead. But he has an athletic ability, and he does have a football IQ that is sufficient enough that if he plays smart, the Arizona Cardinals could find themselves back into the hunt again. They're in, they're in the hunt right now. They're, they're in the hunt. This is, this, is, this is a dangerous football team. It's a dang, and I don't think it's one that nobody's taking them lightly. No, nobody whatsoever is taking them lightly. I think everybody understands that that they are in contentions. They're they're on a Super Bowl run. I think since two thousand maybe thirteen, seventeen and one out of conference games here you know, at home. You know, when you come into Arizona, you, you can't come here expecting to win. You want to win, but you don't come into this house here in Arizona and expect to win. They, they, they play good football here at home in Arizona. So, you know, let, let, when you look at this schedule and, and you're really, if you're one of those people betting, you know, you, you got, you know, I'm, I'm not talking fantasy-wise. I'm just talking about straight-out betting. The Arizona Cardinals are a good bet, and, and for a good reason. They, they got all, every facet of the game they're clicking. 
And <laughs> let's let's not forget the coolest coach in the league, Bruce Aaron, Coach. A- oh man, Coach is he's he just the baddest, but he's cool. He real cool. So he understands the game. He, very few times is he out coached. Good offense, good defense, good special teams. Now one of his mentees came in last night. He gave him a shellac, and he just what you know. Don't come into my house and be disrespectful. Now I'm just you know I got great respect for Ty Bowles, but it was one of those things. You, the mentor should always ex- his ability should shine when his mentee comes in. Now the, the mentee wants to do the best he possibly can. But the Jets just, you know, the Jets, there was two fences played last night. And I tell you what, the one at quarterback, he got some problems. The Jets got problems. It, you know, you can't just blame it all on the quarterback. But you certainly, you get into the second half of the season after seven games and you don't have one touchdown? You've not thrown one touchdown in the second half of an NFL season, and we're six, seven games into the season, and they gave you how much money? They have this stat in the NBA where they, they, they kind of count how much money a person makes per minute. <laughs> you know, and so we don't want to get into counting how much money he's making, you know, Fitz is making per interception. Uh, I think he's got 10 interceptions and not one touchdown in the you know, second half of games throughout this season that for a National Football League quarterback. And it's not like, and, and again, remember I told you that the running game sustains the win? It's not because they have a running game. It ain't, that's not it. That's not happening. They've got some problems up there in New York. And so you got one New York team that's doing okay. You got another other New York team that's, that's in trouble. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals is where my emphasis is. The Arizona Cardinals play the football game where you have, when you're expected to beat a team, you beat them. And you like to beat them convincingly like they did last night, but but at the same time, you just want to come out with a victory. I'm, I'm beyond the point where, you know, impressive losses and impressive, you know, wins. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. Bottom line, they go down into when you just look, just look at the record. That's how it is, especially when the season's over. You know, you won or you lost. When the season's over, you count the wins, you count those who have the most wins. They normally win the championship. Sometimes it's not always like that. As we know, shout out to my Cleveland Cavaliers. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't always, that doesn't always have to happen in basketball because you know the team that they played, you know, had the most wins and, you know, uh, or tied, I think it was. Certainly. But anyway. I just want to shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. Continue to do play ball the way you're playing. Of course, I want to shout out to my Philadelphia Eagles. They got to get better. Cleveland Browns, we praying for you, man. That's all. Hey, at this time, that's what you got to do. The Ohio State University, one game at a time. I'll see you in a few weeks. You know that for sure. Cleveland, I'll be there too. I want to thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.